Living Corporate is brought to you by the Leadership Range, a podcast within the Living Corporate Network, hosted by globally certified and Fortune 500 executive coach and leadership development expert Neil Edwards. The Leadership Range is focused on having real, raw, soulful and accountable conversations about inclusive leadership, allyship, professional development. Every week is a new episode with new learning and new actions to take on to grow inclusively. Make sure you check out the Leadership Range everywhere you listen to podcasts. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living Corporate Access Point. Hello, uh, everybody. Well, let's get to exploring and celebrating underrepresented identities in corporate America. As a collective, we represent a broad spectrum of beliefs, cultures, identities, and we know that our differences have shaped our perspective and experiences in corporate America. We want to engage with other voices, often go unheard, and have our conversations out loud. And Tiffany? Let's, let's talk more about the access point. What is the access point? Absolutely. Thanks, Brandon. My name is Tiffany Tate and founder of Career Maven Consulting. Excited to be here and kick off another uh, installation of the access point. It's part of the Living Corporate Network, like Brandon mentioned. It's a weekly web show where we strive to bring real talk that will prepare you for the workforce. Uh, while our content is for everybody, we're largely focused on black and brown college students getting ready for the future of work. So every week we have an incredible guest to help us discuss a topic that's related to making the pivot from college to corporate. And this week we have Lucretia Davis, career coach and CEO of Next Up Resume. Lucretia, tell everybody who you are. Hello everybody, I'm Lucretia Davis and thank you guys for the introduction. Um, I am a career coach based out of Chicago and what I do is help job seekers navigate the broken hiring system to land their next career position. I am also the founder and chief resume writer of Next Up Resume. I'm very, very excited to talk with you guys about salary negotiations because this is such a great topic. So in a moment here, I will share my screen with a presentation so this is my presentation on effectively getting that first, second, or third bag. This discussion is going to be all about salary negotiations. Let me know in the chat, how many of you have negotiated your salary before? And also let me know who in here fears that conversation. All right, you guys are in for a real treat. So let's dive on into it. The number one rule is to never accept the first offer. And the reason for that is because you potentially leave money on the table. And I am going to explain to you why. Uh, first things first, when a company has a job opening, they know the budget or they assign a budget to a particular role, right? So they know what they can pay for this, the seat for the next person coming into the door. So if it's a project manager position, uh, let's say that they would allocate a budget of 70 to 90 uh, K um, of a salary range. And depending on your skills, your qualifications, 
you as a person, how you impress the hiring manager, how bad you make them want you will determine how much on that budget, the, you know, how much of the, 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 the upward scale of the budget, if you will, they are going to offer you. Right. And so if you're someone who has lesser experience, but they want to give you a chance, they may offer you something at the lower end of the budget. If you have all of the skills and qualities that they're looking for, they may offer you the um, top of the budget, but, or not the very top of the budget, because that's the whole point of this. They almost never offer the top of the budget. And that goes to my next point, because if a company doesn't have to pay you more, why would they? If you were paying somebody to do some work for you. And if you could pay for great quality at a bargain, would you do that? Or would you volunteer yourself to say, would you volunteer yourself to say, I'll pay this person more. They didn't ask for it. They don't demand it. They don't require it. But let me just see if they want an additional 10K. <laughs> that doesn't happen, right? And companies, they... They, they have budgets, but they're looking to save money, right? So if they, they most, in most cases, they'll, if, if the range is 70 to 90K, as I mentioned earlier, then they may offer you 75 or 80. And there's still money on the table, right? Because they expect for you to negotiate. In this job market today, they expect for you to negotiate. So they leave room for negotiations. I think you guys get the point, right? <laughs> I am passionate about this. Do not leave money on the table. Now, in order to set yourself up for a successful negotiations conversation, you have to understand your negotiating power, right? And your negotiating power is your power of influence over each other party, right? So what gives you the leg up from the other candidates that are interviewing for this role, right? What, what unique value proposition do you have? Do you have an additional certification or level of expertise that you bring to the table? Are you offering more years of experience that they're looking for? Do you have another offer on the table, right? Okay. So it's important for you to understand what gives you leverage against other candidates. And importantly, when they ask you what your number is, you have to provide some context around it. You can't just say, yeah, give me that 80K. You have to tell them why you are worthy of that increase, right? You should also consider the scope of work, the hours, right? Now, sometimes getting a 5K increase in salary from your last position to the next isn't always a promotion. So based on the hours that you're going to have to put into this role every day, based on the scope of work, is this a lateral move or promotion? And if you're seeking a promotion at this stage in your career, you want to tell them that, hey, while I'm very excited to start this company, this is technically a lateral move for my last position. And I'm looking to make this a big move in my career in terms of compensation and responsibility, right? Do you have other companies interested in you? That is exactly how I negotiated my last salary. I did genuinely have another offer on the table 
and they were offering me more, but I was excited about the, the other company that was going to pay me less. And so I told them, look, I'm very excited about the potential of working at your company. And it would pain me if I did not at least ask for you to consider to offer to you know negotiate your my salary because I got another offer from a company but honestly I like this that and the third more about your company I'm more excited about this opportunity can we work something out that's fair okay um what have you accomplished right so based on what they're looking for you to accomplish in this next role have you done that right can you guarantee a return on investment right understanding your negotiating power the next thing is you want to establish boundaries, okay? A lot of people, they have a dream job. They know they want to make, they, 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 they want a dream job, I should say. They know they want to make more, but they don't understand exactly what that is. And so you have to be very specific about your goals. And when you are clearing your goals, you need to, hold yourself to that standard and don't settle. Okay. What are your boundaries, right? So you have to know your bottom line number and you, and that's going to help you in your negotiations because, you know, you are going to know what you are willing to accept and what you're not willing to accept. So the first question that you have to ask yourself is what are your goals for this search? Okay. Now you guys let me know in the comments if you have ever negotiated your salary, but began with your lowest number and regretted that. And I actually just experienced this with a client. Um, I had a client call and she was very, very, very excited um, to talk with me. And she was excited and she was kind of, she was excited because she was feeling heavy. She didn't feel good about this job offer that she just accepted, even though she was already getting like a 30K increase in her salary from her last job to the next. But she fears that she left money on the table with this with this company. And so she was eager to start, but she was kind of like resentful, you know, like she felt like, you know, I'm not that excited to start this opportunity because you know, I feel like I could have gotten more money and I'm mad at myself. I'm just so upset at myself. So let me know how many of you have ever felt that way. Drop the number one in the comments and let me know if you've ever felt that way. This is a community. So this is a no judgment zone and we're here to learn today. All right. So she was, you know, again, she felt excited, but not so much excited. So you have to know, um, again, what are your goals for this search? Let me go back to the point. I just want to share that quick story. Um, in some cases, it's not going to be all about salary. Do you need this experience to move up in a certain career field or to change career fields, right? So you have to understand, is the opportunity most important to you? Is the opportunity, like the, uh, not the opportunity, but the environment most important to you? Is it the money? And I'm not mad at that. Is it the money that is most important to you? Okay. And that is going to help you determine your boundaries 
in your search and your negotiations, right? Defining your expectations, okay? Uh, so what are your values, right? So is increased pay the focus of your search? Again, if that is, then obviously your core value in this search is, you know, getting that pay increase, right? So the next tip that I want to share with you is I say know your bottom line number because in most cases, you should offer a range for what you're hoping to, to receive in a salary negotiations. And so my trick is that, you know, um, start at your, your lowest number, but your lowest number is technically your bottom line number, but you are also saying that. So let's say if your, your uh, bottom line number is 80K, your range is 80K to 100K right? So you want to leave some room for flexibility. And you also want to make sure that you do offer a range and, and, and not just lock yourself into one number because one, you can leave money on the table. And two, it shows that you're flexible, right? It shows that you are flexible. Yes. And about selling negotiations. So in my experience, um, when I first got into the industry, I really didn't know what to expect and what the job was going to be like and plus the salary. So I accepted it uh, just because of, you know, I need to get, get experience and, get, and start working. But once I started going to my second, third and fourth career, that's when I knew, okay, I know the, the salary ranges, I know what to expect. I know my experience. I know how to really talk to the individuals to really get more money. So my, one of my questions is how, where, for the fuck? that's starting off in college or getting to their very first career, how do they negotiate from that, from lack of experience or no experience at all? Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'm, I'm diving on to it. All right. It's getting your foot in the front door. I wish we were at Q and a right now, but let me just get through oh, this presentation no, sorry, sorry about that. Sorry about and that. we're definitely going to, these are just other uh, notes to just be mindful of when you are preparing to negotiate your salary and when you actually do enter that, that conversation. And um, one of the slides I was looking for, I thought I had talked about this. Uh, it might be on one of the earlier slides. Um, but it's important for you to know what companies will likely pay for a role, right? And so we have uh, sites like salary.com, Payscale, um, that kind of gives us some, some insight. You know, people report salaries there. That's real data, right? But just remember that technology is so smart. So... You guys know when you are on a specific website and you decide not to make that purchase, right? But then you go onto Facebook or Instagram and you see an ad for that business on your social media, right? Technology is so smart. So with that being said, if you are trying to figure out what a company would pay for, um, what a particular company would pay for a project manager, right? they um, will likely hide the salary that you're looking for and display 
other salaries so that you can opt in and pay to learn about that specific number. I don't recommend paying for that type of subscription, honestly, um, but it gives you some idea about what company, what a company's pay trend is, right? So looking at the other salaries in the company to kind of gauge, you know, what they, you know, uh, some of their pay trends. Um, but you do want to do research to really try to figure out and get to a close number or approximate number as to what companies will pay for a position um, if you cannot find that information online that specifically states, you know, project manager at guest gets paid this amount. You want to do some research to really try to figure it out and brainstorm. But at the end of the day, to be honest, guys, I always tell people that having that bottom line number is so important. And it's important to have that bottom line number because you have to know um, again, you have to know, um, what you're willing to walk away from the table, you know, like you have to know that you are absolutely not going to take a role paying less than a certain amount. Okay. So you have to be comfortable to walk away from the table if that company isn't paying that bottom line number or isn't meeting your needs, providing the growth opportunity, providing the title that you need to move up, providing the pay, providing the um, environment, or and, and all goes back to what are your values? What are your values for this search? What are your goals for this search? You have to understand that. So finally, be confident. Be confident because if you don't believe and it's very visible that you don't believe that you deserve more, right? So if you're coming across as not confident or very uncomfortable, right? You have to try to do your best to boost your confidence before that conversation. And the way you can do that is to practice with someone that you trust, you know? Uh, practice, you know, how you are going to enter that conversation and practice that conversation so that, you know, it's, it, you know, it doesn't feel, it's not that bad. And going into the next slides, we're going to talk about exactly how to insert that, enter that conversation in such a way that it's harmless. You're just asking a question, you know, and we're going to get into that later. So the next thing is don't hide behind emails, always call them. If they give you a, a, a verbal offer, um, call them back. Don't send them an email declining an offer. Now, let's negotiate. Let's practice. Let me give you some real verbiage that you can use to negotiate your salary. All right. I have a mock-up negotiations dialogue. And I want to go over that with you because what I want to share is that you are simply asking a question. It's, it's, you should not fear asking to negotiate your salary because I think the reason why a lot of people fear that is because they feel that they are going to jeopardize the offer. They feel like, 
they are going to have their offer rescinded or they come across as greedy and they say that they've been so passionate about this job in the interview. What do I look like asking for money? Is that going to take all that back? No, you know, um, you have to know again, what your goal is for this search. And you have to understand that if a person or company rather can't meet that expectation, then it's okay. It just didn't work out. This is why it's about a mutual fit. So anyway, um, to prep you for what I'm about to discuss with you, um, again, you should ask the question, um, can we? Can I negotiate your salary? Instead of just saying, hey, um, thanks, but no thanks. I'll take 80K or something like that. Um, you don't want to do that because let's say that you were just filling them out. Let's just say if you were saying to yourself, you know, I want to see if I can get more, but if they don't give me more, honestly, I'll still take this job. Then you want to be able to redeem yourself in case they say, no, you cannot negotiate. All right. So I'm going to read this to you guys. So this is a dialogue um, of two people that are negotiating, the candidate and the interviewer. And this is a case where the company did agree to negotiate the salary. Okay, so candidate. Mary, thank you so much for your offer. I'm excited about the potential of working at the company because the role seems like the perfect challenge I'm looking for. And I also love the company's work culture. All right, so here, insert, what makes you excited about this opportunity? What gets you the most excited about it? You want to reiterate that interest, right? So if it's the work culture, is it your ability to learn this or work with this type of client or whatever the case is, right? What gets you excited? Is it you really hit it off with your potential manager or whatever the case is, okay? So I'm gonna continue reading this. Um, however, I did have a different number in mind as far as salary is as far as salary is concerned, and was wondering if the offer is negotiable. The company will either say yes, it is, you know, what what do you have in mind, or they'll say no, right? So this is the case where the company says, "Hi, Andrea. Yes, I'd be willing to um, negotiate your offer. What number did you have in mind?" And then this is the candidate here. I didn't vote it here. Um, but the candidate will then say, great. Well, I did receive another offer, but I'm more about the, I'm more excited about working at your company. They did offer me 80K as opposed to the 70K your company has offered. I would feel comfortable accepting your offer if it's within the range of 80 to uh, 80 to 85K, right? So this is here where you, again, talk about your negotiating power. This is important because you want to say, hey, um, this is what I was offered or this is why I want to negotiate and I'm looking for something in the range of this number to that number because of this. So this could be something like this where you have another offer on the table. It could be something like, you know, um, you know, um, I bring, well, as you know, you guys are looking for this skill and I bring this additional certification to the table that I feel that could, you know, um, add value to this particular aspect or something like that. Um, so again, you're negotiating power. 
and said, okay, so the company then says, thanks, Andrea. I'll review your counter offer and let you know our decision right away. The company is going to come back and either counter or say, yes, we accept, right? Either way, you are starting the conversation off by just asking a question. <laughs> no harm in asking a question, right? What's wrong with that? Nothing at all. So this is the case where the company says no. The offer is not negotiable. If you are someone who says that you just wanted to, you know, see if you can get more and, you know, you just didn't want to not ask, but you're still willing to accept this company's offer. This is the situation. This is the scenario for you. All right. So candidate, Mary, thank you so much for your offer. I'm excited about the potential of working at the company because the role seems like the perfect challenge I'm looking for. And I also really love the company's work culture. However, I did have a different number in mind as far as salary is concerned. And I am wondering, I am wondering if the offer is negotiable, right? And here is what I would also add, right? Let's say that you are just someone who's looking for a promotion. You can say that, okay? So I'll tell you how. Andrea, um, I'm sorry, but the offer is, no, is non-negotiable, right? Uh, then the candidate says, I appreciate your consideration, Mary. I would not have felt comfortable without at least asking, but I will accept your offer. I'll have it signed and emailed to you right away. So let's say that you're in a situation where you're just looking for a promotion, right? So you would say, you know, all this stuff here. Thank you so much for the offer. I'm excited about the potential of working for the company. Then you would say, however, um, I, I am looking to make this a big move in my career in terms of responsibility and compensation. So I had in mind a salary range of between 80K to 100K. Okay. So, um, that's pretty much just saying, you know, that's your negotiating power. <laughs> you want a promotion. <laughs> You're not settling for anything that's not a promotion. So that's another thing that you can do as well if you're having difficulty with coming up with your um, negotiating power. All right. Thank you, Latricia. That was Thank such you. a good Thank you. That was on fire the whole time. The question box has been popping the whole time. So... Yes. Um, I think I'm going to go a little bit off script and I want to jump straight to the questions that some of our friends in the chat have dropped, if that's okay with you. Oh, someone said that um, they've also negotiated a sign-on bonus. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. That is so great that you brought that up because you, you have to remember that it's about the total compensation package, right? So salary... Like your total compensation package is not just what you get paid. <laughs> it is your uh, your your time paid off. It's you know your sign-on bonus. It's your if you get stock in the company. It's all of that stuff. So always remember that you can negotiate other things. I actually just had a client who um, she didn't negotiate like I told her to. So of course she called me upset about this job that she's about to start. It's higher paid, and this actually is a different client from the one I was describing to you earlier. Um, and so what we discussed is that they're paying all of her insurance and all of that. So that's like 27K a year. 
Um, so she just, so we decided that this is a great deal. This is still a great deal because I get all of this stuff paid for, right? Is getting your foot in the door an acceptable reason to accept a lowball offer? Well, again, that goes back to your values, your focus, your goals for this search. Sometimes, yes. And I'll tell you why, because there are some people that are looking to change jobs, right? So if you are looking to, um, you know, get like a promotion or something like that, then a lowball offer may not be something that you're open to. But if you are someone who's changing careers, right, um, you have to consider that there are some industries that if you do not check certain boxes, have certain certifications that you have to have experience to qualify to take. If you don't check certain boxes, you're going to have to start like from the bottom. <laughs> and honestly, recruiting, uh, not recruiting, but HR is one of those industries, for example, right? You can't work as a, a teacher for 10 years and then go and get, go back and get um, an MBA in HR um, and then expect to get an HR manager role, unless you got some net, some serious contacts, <laughs> you can't expect that. You have to start out at some level so that, because some, with some people, it's just about being able to break into a field. So sometimes it's acceptable, but it all depends on your specific goal. Is it naive to expect the recruiter to provide a range, particularly for those who have no idea what reasonable compensation would be. Great question. Great question. Because here's what I'll say. When some people are asked their salary range, they respond back by, by saying, they respond by saying, well, what's your budget for the position? You're not going to get that in many cases. And let me tell you the difference. Now, there's a difference between an agency recruiter and a corporate recruiter. A corporate recruiter are recruiters that has the title recruiter and works at Groupon and they're recruited for Groupon. A third party recruiter is like Robert Half, you know, Mac and Associates, all these different recruiting agencies that um, that get hired by companies like Groupon or different companies to help them fill their talent needs, right? And they pay that company a percentage of your starting salary. So basically, here's the distinction. Agency recruiters want you to get paid because the more you get paid, the bigger their check. <laughs> so they're going to tell you that this is, hey, this is what you're getting. This is what you can get paid for this opportunity. They are almost selling you because you are how they get paid. Top talent. Hot talent is how they get paid. So they are going to negotiate for you because usually you're negotiating through the agency recruiter, which is less comfortable. I mean, which is more comfortable when um, because you don't have to do it. Um, so you just have to tell the agency recruiter who you've likely built, likely built some rapport with that. Hey, tell them that I'm not accepting anything other than this. But if you're dealing with the corporate recruiter, they are advocates for the company. They are trying to reduce budgets. They're trying to save the company money. So they're not going to ever probably tell you the salary range. It's 
not going to happen in many cases. And they almost get offended when you at when they when, um, you know, candidates ask that they feel like it's um, smarty pants, you know. Are they always telling the truth when they say there's no negotiation? Great question. The answer is not always. <laughs> some cases, in some cases, they really truly want to pay a candidate more, but they just can't. Some some sectors like education, you know, some sectors they just they're not going to have the budget for something. So, and they they could really want the candidate, but you know, um, but there are some cases where. They know that based on you, like I said, they have a range, right, for what they're going to pay the next candidate. They're going to pay someone with more experience, more money than they'll pay somebody who they just want to take a chance on, for example, right? So they may say no, because that's the nicest way to tell you, mm, we can pay more, but we're not going to pay you, no pun intended, um, more. I was up for promotion, switch roles, and received my max based off the company pay grade. When is the appropriate for me to ask for a pay raise? Is negotiation was not an option. Yeah. Um, the best thing I can recommend is for Van, for your question, is to keep your receipts on what you're accomplishing, you know, what you're doing outside of the scope of your, your job duties, you know, um, Make sure that you know that so that when you are um, having those performance evaluations that you can advocate yourself and negotiate there. But in some cases, honestly, guys, when you're dealing with companies that are like super duper big, right? In some cases, they require so much um, talent that, you know, they just only they have a scale, right? You know, that they that they're gonna pay this person in this certain role. I mean, it happens in government jobs, you know what I mean, all the time where there's certain like levels or whatever, pay scales or what have you. But um sometimes some companies just don't pay well. So you just, you know, again, um, so sometimes they're really like you know, you're only getting 3% a year, <laughs> but, you know, again, all you can do is advocate yourself and at least ask and be ready to advocate for yourself. Um, when you have those performance evaluations, what should be the reply if a, if an interviewer asks about the pay during an interview, is it appropriate to ask before the offer? Um, you know, usually they ask that, you know, what you want to get paid on the initial phone screen, because it's also a screening question to help you figure out, like help them figure out, you know, is this pers person even worth pursuing? Um, so hopefully they ask you in the um, the phone interview. But a lot of companies are doing things very sloppily these days. And so with that being said, some people don't even know like they get a low ball offer and, and nobody like there's this elephant in a room. Nobody brings up salary. The candidate doesn't ask the um, recruiter doesn't say anything in the first call. And then they get this low ball offer and wasted several rounds of interviews. So if the recruiter doesn't ask, um, I think you can strategically try to figure out, you know, what the range is, but it's a very slippery slope. Don't sleep on education. Hey, Mike, I know you can. 
I know you can. You can get you can get that increase. I'm not saying you can't. Look, I always tell people, people think that people that work in nonprofit don't get paid. <clears throat> yeah, right. There are some nonprofits that pay. So I get it. I'm not sleeping though. I understand. Um is job jumping good for salary increases? Um, yeah, unfortunately, there's all types of bias that goes on um, in the hiring process. Um, and so sometimes people do label job seekers as job hoppers. So um, hopefully, um, if you are, you know, job hopping, you want to try to you know, at least stay somewhere for a couple of years, but uh, <laughs> I'll be jumping like LeBron. <laughs> if a company is your first offer, can you use that for leverage to negotiate, even if you may not have other offers yet? I mean, hey, you know, I can't, I can't tell you what, what people, you know, tell people what to do. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to say that and, you know, just to say like, hey, you know, I have an offer on the table and you really don't, I'm not mad at it, you know? You can do that if that's if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Agency recruiters are the best. Heck, yeah, they will work for you and they get you paid. I Look, if I said if I have a job search again, I will definitely um, make sure I'm tapping into that hidden job market, honey, with those agency recruiters and and LinkedIn, because that's where uh, the money is. Uh, what mistakes do you see college students make when it comes to negotiations? Either not doing it or um, thinking that not or thinking that because they don't have a lot of experience that they can't negotiate. The same things apply. There's a budget for the role and there's always room to negotiate. They usually leave room for it. So let's say that you're like this super student, right? Who was on every debate team and organization and, all this stuff in the community, you know, that's leverage too. It shows leadership. So you got to think about what is your negotiating power? Understand that, you know, what that is. First of all, understand that you have it and then figure out what it is. And don't think because you don't have a lot of experience that you can't negotiate. What mistakes do we black people make? The mistakes that we black people make, um, Definitely not. <laughs> I'm going to repeat this again. You're probably tired of hearing me saying it, but not negotiating at all, um, I would say, is the big problem, especially women, especially us women. Um, we have to do better at that. So I would say that's the biggest mistake um, we make um, is that, you know, that fear of thinking that you're going to jeopardize an opportunity because. I feel like a lot of us, and I can't speak for everybody, feel like, you know, just feel good about getting that offer. Feel feel good about being able to get into that kind of company or this company or get that role or whatever. And, you know, um, they don't really go, go home with it. You know, they don't really try to get more out of it. Once you are established at your career, when do you start salary negotiations? How long do you stay at your job? Well, there's usually, um, Brandon, there's usually like 
um, a calendar of review reviews you're going to have. So it's going to be like a six month or yearly, however your organization does it. And that's the best conversation. That's the best time to have that conversation is review time and keep your receipts, know what you've accomplished, know what you're doing. Advocate for, for yourself. Well, I have more questions. I just got to type them out because you can't hear me. Oh, I got some questions in here. Yes. If you are countering an offer, do you recommend that we do phone? Definitely do phone. It's like it shows a lack of confidence when you hide behind an email. Oh, okay. How can you get a company to let you design aspects of your role? Okay. That's a good question. How can you get a company to let you design aspects of your role? Well, it's all about communicating your goals. Um, so you need to be very clear about you are looking to join an organization in order to be able to utilize what skills, right? Make what kind of impact. So make sure that that is clear throughout the interview process and make sure that you're asking the right questions too at the end of these interviews um, as well. What a salary is posted with the job? Um, that's a good question. Um, when they do that, they're usually kind of transparent about like, look, we don't want any drama about pay. We're being very clear up front what, we, um, what we're, we're willing to offer for uh, this next person. So I would say that it really depends, but in many cases, if they say this pays between the range of 110 to 130 or something like that, then um, it's usually the range that they have. Um, and you just have to make sure that you negotiate on the higher end of the budget. Because just because they have a range for it doesn't mean they're going to offer you the 130. They might start at 110 or whatever the case is. What percentage should you go for? I don't recommend doing percentages. I say uh, do dollars. Um, so, you know, because you could be wanting to move from 40 K to 80 K, um, you know, so nobody needs to know that, Hey, I'll make 40 K right now. And I'm looking for this percentage. Like, no, if let's say you want to double your salary, you know? Um, uh, so I wouldn't recommend using percentages. I would say bottom line number over percentage. If you want to, you can though, you know, if you want to say, you know, hey, thanks for the offer. You know, I'm looking to, um, you know, the, this is the my negotiating power reason that you're going to tell them and then say, you know, I'm looking for um, at least a 20% rate um, jump for my last salary. But even then, it's still, I, I would say not even do it because you just don't want to tell them what you ever even like give them room to figure out what you've been paid in your last job. You have been amazing tonight. Like you have talked about every situation. Oh, thank you. Yes, you have talked about every situation because I'm currently going through a salary salary negotiation now, and I have written down notes and taken tips and whatnot. So, if you guys have not taken notes yet, please do so because this is gold. This will help you out from today, tomorrow, years to come, next career, next job. Each one, teach one. This is this has been excellent. I appreciate it a lot. 
Yes, you're welcome. And the one time you heard me is the compliment. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, yes. man. This is fun. I'm I'm passionate about this topic. I love uh so, so would you like I to love telling it? people about this because I almost left money on the table. So would you would you mind don't do on, that? Don't would do you that. mind coming on more episodes uh, like this if we decide to do it again sometime? Absolutely. I love to hear that. I love to hear that. Uh, All right. So, Shout out can, my social. Yes. yes. Uh, put your LinkedIn in the in the chat yes. so people can, can follow you and things like that. I'll put oh, my in the chat. As well. Okay, I'll do that. Um, so this is my um here. I'm gonna send you guys a link to my LinkedIn profile. I love connecting with people on LinkedIn. Um I love LinkedIn, so I would love to stay connected there. Um you guys know my name's Lucretia Davis. So, uh, of course, you can check me out on Instagram. Um, and that is um, the Lucretia Davis um, is my handle. So this is my LinkedIn profile right here. Oh, snap. That was quick. It just took me forever to pull up this one little link. <laughs> the, yes. The, the, the. <laughs> <laughs> don't be hating on me don't be hating yes, yes. Tell, tell us more about your, your website lucretia, lucretia davis tell us, i want to know more about your website as well too tell me. about your website oh my website yes 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 my website look i bet i can type it faster than the last person oh shoot <laughs> <laughs> dang <laughs> we fast okay Good. speedy gonzalez come on yes, yes we don't play over here <laughs> so that's that's my website um and then uh so that is my website for um coaching but if you guys um you know, need like a, a download on how to write a resume. My my company, this is my resume writing company, nextupresume.com. So bet you didn't know that. <laughs> no. <laughs> bet. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Everybody thank you, thank for tuning you. in tonight, being very active in the chat, dropping your questions. This has been uh, a very engaging episode. We know that y'all have walked away with a lot of gems that you can activate. Um, tell your friends. I encourage you to invite a friend or two to sign up for the next episode. We're here every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central, 8 o'clock Eastern with a new topic. Um, I'm Tiffany. I'm That's Brandon. Brandon. Thank you, Lucretia, for joining us tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Have a You're good welcome. night, y'all. Hey there. Bye. <laughs>